welcome back to Mapping the Tropes. This is a romance podcast. We recommend books with some tropes we love and also talk about them in extensive detail sometimes. Um, my name is Marianne. My name is Adriana. And I'm Paola. And this week's episode, I chose it and we're talking about marriage of convenience. Yay! I'm very excited about this one. Same. I I feel like like I chose it because I've been reading so much about um, marriage of convenience, and I don't know. I I really there's something special about it. Like these two people who maybe didn't know each other at all a few days ago, and now they're married. Uh, what about you guys? <laughs> do you like marriage of convenience? I I do like marriage of convenience, especially if it's done in a unique way where it's not just like basically an arranged marriage because um, sometimes it just comes across as an arranged marriage um, but I really like it when it's done in a fresh way where it's like oh we have to we should get married so I could get benefits at my job but also we're we just met or something like (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like if it's something really out of the norm I'll read it but if it's just like oh we have to get married because I'm having an arranged marriage and I want to get out of it it's like okay you want Which, some you want some stakes into it i want some not just stakes but like something different you know something fresh um and i've i've read a couple of like marriage of convenience fanfics but i haven't read a lot <laughs> of romance books with this uh trope and but still i could find one that i actually read <laughs> <laughs> I think of Marriage of Convenience and I just remember the movie The Proposal. I know they didn't get married, but like what more convenience is there? Like, you know, marry, marrying your boss because uh, your boss doesn't want to be deported and mm-hmm. they they want to like claim citizenship through you and you want the job benefits of it all. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was a very funny type of situation because a few I feel like a lot of the marriage of convenience uh, settings always are like in historical romances and stuff like I, I I don't read too many modern ones even though the one I'm going to recommend later on is a modern one but most of them have been like historical and I'm like no we can have present day also conveniences you know yeah what about you Paula? agreed agreed so I don't read a ton of it, actually, as I found out. Um, I don't know why, because it's like an, a very interesting, exciting trope that has all of its, like checks all of the marks for me, like the angstiness, the, ooh, should I touch them? Should I not? Oh, no, we touched. What now? <laughs> I love that. Um, I, I, I really love that. And the book that I am going to talk about has quite a bit of those moments of the, oh no, we touched, what happens now <laughs> moments, which I'm very excited. So yeah. It's funny. I'm taking like, not to make this about the law or anything, but I'm taking um, <laughs> a class right now that it that focuses a bit on like family law and whatnot and our professor was talking about marriage and like she was like you know that marriage is basically a contract so some people like a lot of people just say oh you have to marry for marry for love but not necessarily so when I think of like these marriage of convenience things it's like I mean she's right because what do you marry for you marry to share belongings you marry to share like stuff between each other or to to have like a legal right to another person so I feel like also the marriage of convenient tropes uh kind of expose sometimes how marriage isn't just some flimsy 
decision like it has actual effects and I know I went mm-hmm. very serious here but you know like I'm a person who maybe does not want to get married in the future so reading these I'm like okay I would maybe under these circumstances <laughs> so yeah it's it's very interesting yeah there's there's also the the type of marriage of convenience plot where the main characters are like best friends or were friends at some point and they did a pact to get married at a certain age mm-hmm. if they were single at that age then they would marry each other you know that type of trope and that's also a type of marriage of convenience because they're like actually I'm alone you're alone it's convenient for us to be together for so and so reason I see no <laughs> I see no problems with this. And then it's more like an idiots to lovers uh, <laughs> plot <laughs> where they're like, oh, we've been friends for a really long time. Um, and actually, maybe I've been in love with you this entire time. And that's why I still kind of want to marry you. That type mm. of thing. So it hits, hits the, the flavor, right spot for the me. flavor, the sauce. Exactly. Which, again, I am exposing myself for, for my friends to lovers shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me take the spotlight off you, Adriana. I'm, I'm going to speak a bit about the book I chose. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> my book is Senny by Rebecca Weatherspoon. Uh, I recently had, like, a Rebecca marathon. I just read, like, five books of hers at the same time because Rebecca always hits the right spot when you need a romance book and Fanny we have been I think we've been speaking of this book maybe since we began um, our podcast because this is the book Mm. with the infamous pegging scene and (laughs) I personally did not know that it was a marriage of convenience even though (laughs) when you go on like goodreads or something it says it's a marriage of convenience so (laughs) what this book is about it's about um senny the protagonist uh her name is senny everly wilkins her aunt passed away recently and left her her entire fortune um and this is because I'll just spoil it for you. You 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 figure it out in the first chapter, anyways. Um, it's because she's actually her aunt's daughter. Um, so her aunt leaves her her entire fortune. Her aunt is like a very famous R and B singer, and so she has millions. She has like a big apartment in New York. Uh, she has various houses across the country. So, um, Senny is tasked. Um to like distribute the inheritance and see what she's gonna do because you know she's rich but on the condition that she has to marry this dude called Mason McElroy who is this like Scottish super tall plus sized hunky musician guy and so she has to marry him to you know be able to claim the inheritance and she and her aunt slash mother also left Mason a part of her fortune only if again he marries Senny like her aunt basically is matchmaking them um, from the grave and I really really liked this book like so much it was so sweet so kind and also like funny healing like all of that at once like Senny is an amazing protagonist She's dealing with grief. She, she's dealing with the news that her aunt is actually her mom and her the person she thought was her mom is actually her aunt. And she's also like trying to come to terms with being married because they have an agreement. We'll get married for three months. And then when we have our things, we can just get divorced or separate or, what, or whatever. And what I like about it, first of all, it's a modern marriage of convenience, like I said, because I haven't seen too many, I haven't read too many books where marriage of convenience was like in in present day and modern times. And secondly, because like Paola said, oh no, we touched, what do we do? Well, here it's (laughs) like, well, we're married, let's have sex because, 
you know we're married why not <laughs> like like they their relationship Mar- was kind of married married sex just hits differently dude <laughs> yeah their their marriage was like they, their whole relationship was in reverse like first get married then get to know each other but i loved it like they have they're both bisexual um like they're both bisexual they're both like very intense very hot and sexy um i like that mason is a plus size guy like he, like he's he's described as very large like all the time like very tall and large he needs like two beds uh, like a california king or something and it's like it's so good it's very uh, unconventional mcs and an unconventional story and both of them are going through grief differently finding solace in each other which i think rebecca does really well because rebecca's books though at least the ones i've managed to read i've read quite a few um but the, it always focuses on like this big event on a character and then them like going through their emotions through, mm-hmm. throughout the novel like it's emotional romance i love it i love it a lot and of course I gotta mention the pegging scene. It was very, good, <laughs> very sexy, very hot. Like, like Rebecca knows how to write smart, always at all times. She does. She, she does. does. It was very good. Uh, I really don't know what else to say about this book because I just <laughs> I love it a lot. Just read it. Just read it, and it's happily ever after. And it's it's just good. It hits the spot when you need like. I ref- I like like you know you're feeling kind of down in the dumps or whatever just read it read, read sunny <laughs> it's very low angst i mean not low angst because there is the angst of like oh god we're reaching the end of this arrangement what do mm-hmm. we do should i tell you that i'm like falling for you even though it's not been a long time whatever but at the same time it's like you know not not like stupid jealousy stuff or anything it's just very wholesome romance between these two characters oh oh so good <laughs> five stars from me and it's a standalone as well right yeah it's like it's supposed to be like a second book in a series but only because Senny was like a character in another book like a secondary character but you don't need oh. to know so it's more like about- a spin-off Yeah, I would say so. Like it's in the same universe. And actually, another thing you reminded me, this book has cameos from people in other books. Like the characters from Harbor are in this, like a small cameo. Um, characters from her previous books make cameos here, and it's so fun seeing them have their like. We see them in their happily ever afters. Uh, so yeah, it was fun all around. It's a classic, like, like it feels like the end of the series, but at the same time, we could we could see more of them, and mm-hmm. I really like it. I really enjoyed it. Recommend it a hundred percent. Nice, nice. I always forget Seni has double bisexual representation. Like I don't know why, but I love the cover, and I really need to to read it soon. Oh yeah, like also the bisexual representation, like um Mason is going through stuff. And it was so like I just wanted to grab I'm a tiny <laughs> person, I just wanted to like grab Mason and wrap him up in a hug because ugh, Rebecca always hitting with that emotional stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. She's so good. She's an amazing, amazing writer. She is. But Adri. Adi, I know you have a game for us. I know you I have do, a game for us. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> yes. Throw, throw Welcome it, throw back. It, throw it. Welcome back to the game corner with Adriana. In here <laughs> we have a, 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 a variety of games. <laughs> And today we'll be we'll be doing a little something something. Um, I'm going to pit Marianne versus Paola in a game that tests your memories oh no you see i will tell you the name of a romance writer okay and you will go back and forth 
I'm gonna need you to close the Goodreads page, Maria, oh, so I'm you sorry. don't cheat. Um, uh, you will go back and forth, um, saying the a title from one of those writers oh. until one of you runs out of books to say, and that person will this. lose Let's that go. round. It'll be three rounds, and the person who wins the two out of three then okay. wins oh my god oh my god okay do you understand the the rules of the game let's go yes. let's go okay um in order to determine who will go first i'm gonna think of a letter from a to z um and whoever is like closest will go first is that okay yeah okay Okay, I have a letter. <laughs> okay. Paula, you go first. H. Marianne? D. Paola wins. The letter was S. So Ooh. she was closest. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, so I will I will say the name of the author and Paola will have to start. Okay. Paola. The writer. I'm nervous. Is Courtney Milan. Oh no. Okay. Hold me. Trade. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I know. I know. I have her historical. Uh, no, I'm so mad. I don't remember the name of the historical. The bride. No. <laughs> the bride. No. Three, no. two, the bride one. and the groom no. <laughs> I think Marianne wins the first round but hell yeah she has like so many and I own all of them oh I'm so angry that I did not know the name of her historicals anyway <laughs> okay then Marianne since you won this first round you will go first I'll go first in the second round and this should be easy for you because it's the writer you chose today it's Rebecca Weatherspoon okay oh a thorn in the saddle if the boot fits fit uh Senny Rafe uh Sanctuary Harbor uh Haven if the boot fits Oh, you repeated that one. one. Oh, oh, you did. So, yes, yes. Oopsie. I'm gonna give you five seconds to recover. If not, um, 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 three, two, one. Paola wins this round. Woo! Woo! I was thinking <laughs> of the other one in the series, and I just like forgot it. A cowboy to remember. There that we go. It. Yeah. There you go. And this round, with this final round, will determine the winner. Not in death. The winner of this ping pong romance battle. Okay? Done. Okay. And this is for all the marbles. <laughs> Paola, you will begin this round. You will okay. start this round. The author is Talia Hibbert. Okay. And go. Okay. Oh no. Oh, oh, a girl like her. Um, actor age, Eve Brown. Damaged goods. Uh, take a hint, Danny Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Untouchable. <laughs> Get a life, Chloe Brown. <laughs> um, oh no, what I that kind of guy. Uh made in the huntress. Um Oh, what's the game? Oh, the roommate agreement? The roommate trap. That's the one. The roommate trap. No. 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 The roommate. You, you, had it first, you had it right the first time. You had it right the first time. Trap. Agreement. Agreement. Yeah, okay. It's it's the roommate risk. First oh my God, all. yes. It's the roommate, the roommate, roommate risk. risk. <laughs> um, the princess trap. The princess trap. There you go. Oh, there we go. That is a trap. Um... Oh no, 
the bodyguard no it's not bodyguard oh no 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 what's it called what's it called the uh, guarding temptation that one. Oh god oh god i don't know i don't know that's the tattoo christmas one ah um no did i already did i already say mating the huntress i don't remember you did i did oh god uh i'm gonna give you five seconds maria god five, i lose i four, lost three two one Paola wins. I win. I wanted to say the gay one, but I forgot what was the gay one. Christmas one was Merry Merry Inkmas. Yeah, right. That's right. What's the gay one? It's like it's also a small town. In any case, in any case, thank you for playing with me for coming to the variety game corner. I loved it. It was fun. Loved it. You know, we went almost through Thalia's titles. Like, yeah. the only ones we were missing were like um, the the con ones. So, yeah, we were almost through all of them. Which one was the gay one? Work for it. Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes. You all did very well, considering I just threw this at you. I loved it. I loved it. Yes. This is like, this is better than Wordle. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for playing with me. The prize is my friendship and a lot of my love. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great prize. Is there a consolation well, prize? I also want love. You you can pick. You can choose. But I can 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 I ha not have your friendship as well? Sure, you can have it. Am I being rejected here today on this on live podcast? Rejected, rejected. Yeah, you just got rejected. Oh my god! Oh my while god! I try to, while I try to soothe my heartbreak, why don't you talk about your book, Abby? <laughs> so I didn't just come here to play games. I did also come here to talk about marriage. Marriage. Um, and today I'm going to talk about uh, Temporary Wife Temptation by J.C. Lee. Yay! Okay, so this book is a Harlequin romance, so it's a pretty short book. Um, this is the, the second episode in a row where I talk about a Harlequin romance. Um, okay, first of all, yes, the cover is very, very hot. Um, and the so the premise of this book uh natalie is a vp in at a at a fashion company and she a vp in like human resources and her niece is orphaned due to a tragic accident that her family gets into so she wants to adopt her niece but she's having trouble with the law uh, getting custody, uh, the custody of her niece. How, because she is a single woman, even though she is a single woman of means. Um, enter Garrett Song, who is like the CEO of this, the same company. And he is being accosted by his like very rich grandmother um, who is telling him to get married and that she has the perfect woman for him uh, who is willing to get married with uh, to him. And he's like, I don't think so. And <laughs> so he ends up approaching uh, Natalie because he thinks she's hot. And she's like, actually, I think you could help me. Uh, with my problem so let's get married so you so I can get custody of my niece and he's like okay sure <laughs> which you know is what happens <laughs> I love so, it I love it so yes the they start out as colleagues and then end up as basically as housemates as they start to like figure out how to uh 
do this whole like new parents thing without them even like dating or knowing each other and so they like move in together and everything um and he's a very domestic man even though he's like a very cliche alpha romance hero um you know he's rich he's handsome he's flirty all the makings of like alpha romance hero uh and natalie's like okay sure but i am a strong independent woman who (laughs) doesn't really need you um but the cool the cool thing about this book is that it does integrate a lot of uh korean uh traditions not traditions but more like in the family sense because natalie grew up very assimilated into American white American culture uh, while Garrett comes from a family with a long Korean history um, his family you know speaks Korean like casually um, and so when she ends up like meeting his family she's like oh this is what I've been missing my whole life um, so there's that aspect. Um, the the what, some of one of the aspects that I remember that I didn't really enjoy about this book was again Harley Quinn disappointing me with the sex scenes. Oh, because it was very much like penis and vagina, missionary sex where he they like basically make out for a little bit and all of a sudden he's has his penis stuck in her vagina i'm like okay (laughs) where's the foreplay exactly there's no foreplay at all um very disappointing and Mm rereading a couple of reviews so i could like refresh my memory um another thing that was mentioned was the like bad communication between the two characters which like considering she's the VP of human relations it's kind of I mean she does like she's, she makes very clear her boundaries and like when the like main like uh, bad moment in the in the book that where the main characters separate and argue or whatever during that part of the the story she's very clear that she doesn't really want to associate with him anymore um and she like moves states she goes i think they were in california and she goes to live in new york um damn so so she like goes the entire country away um and i Apparently, I don't remember this, but apparently he hired a, a PI to like find out where she was living, um, so she could so he could go to her and apologize for the way that he treated her and all of that. Which fine, but you know it's kind of meh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Like every time you share about a Harlequin romance, I'm surprised how much plot there is. Like, I it's know. A book. You'd think it would be kind of straightforward, but wow, this angst here. Wow. Yeah, it, it is pretty angsty. I do remember that. Um, but I do another thing I do remember is that the, the tension between them is so ugh, so tasty, so delicious. Um, <laughs> even though by the time they have sex, the sex is disappointing and therefore it's a bit anticlimactic. But the tension, pretty good. The rest, kind of met. I mean, it happens, I guess. Yeah. And like, I, because I, when I, when I read this, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Like my expectations were quite low, but so maybe that was why I thought yeah. it was good. <laughs> it's basically like a, a also like a fake marriage 
type thing, fake engagement type thing. Um, it, it's also it's also very much like the proposal, like you said, but not in the way that like she needs a a, a visa, a visa or green card. Um, it's more so in that she needs his she needs him to be there as a partner because she wants custody of her for of her niece. So mm. that's like the the gist of it. Well, did she get leaves, custody? She does. She does. Mm-hmm. Um, and like she talks with like social services about like everything and they cede custody to her anyway um but yeah it's a it's a very strange book in that it's a as you said it's a lot of plot for such a small (laughs) short book um but it's interesting it's a very different uh perspective uh that i i've read than i've read in like romance books i don't think i've read any other romance books with this type of premise um so it did its job in that way that it was unique <laughs> it was unique <laughs> premise oh i did compare it to life as we know it oh okay the the katherine heigl oh. movie because yeah. it's like they're fighting for custody and like basically playing house together <laughs> yeah 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 oh i love that movie mm-hmm. yes so i did compare it to that movie this this i just i'm in love with this cover like it just it is it's so sleek it's like, like sleek that's the word yes sleek yes they are oh very attractive both of them like wow mm-hmm. like i would watch a k-drama with these two protagonists, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're like Chebolaires. Uh, he yeah. is, I guess. He's a Chebol. Um, so, but yeah. If if you if you want a fast time, just like something to pass the time, read it. <laughs> we'll I do. actually saw the audiobook on, in my library, so maybe one day, you know? Yeah. But Paola, you should talk about your book. So mine is also like, I mean, it's not really CEO, but it's also like this guy has his own, uh, his own corporation, not corporation, but like his own business. And the business is real estate. Um, and okay, so first of all, I'm not going to forget to say the title again, like I did in the shift the romans one so it's <laughs> the tycoon socialite bride it is by uh tracy Livesay, and it's about this guy his name is marcus he's a self-made quote-unquote self-made uh, <laughs> real estate tycoon um identifier <laughs> <laughs> most likely yeah and he really wants to like avenge his mother's mistreatment at the hands of her upper crust employer, as it says in the word for word in the Goodread synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this uh, woman, her name is Pam- Pamela, um, and she is the daughter of a senator, I believe. Um, and she is the typical altruistic descendant of big money people, big bucks people. And she has this cause that she really believes in. And, oh, sorry. And it's these uh, women's shelter. And she wants to keep that, uh, keep that cause, keep that shelter alive. And so she proposes... Uh, the marriage of convenience to Marcus and this book is also quite short it says here it's 200 pages and they don't get married right away so like I said in the beginning of the episode this this book has 
quite a few of the, oh no, we touched, What's hap what happens now moments. Um, however, I will say it's very binary kind of essentialist in that way that there's a moment and it's like this blip where she goes like her manliness or something. And I was like, uh -huh, why? No, not, no, stop it. Like, I just don't like that in books because it just, it takes me out of the story because it just makes it look like you're looking for something very specific in a man. Mm. And mm, meh, it's just not my jam. But um, there's a lot of tension, the moments where they do like interact physically. Um, they're very hot. I do recommend this, but yeah, be aware of how like, gendery it is and yeah it's hot like I haven't finished reading it but so far it's been hot there's a lot of moments where they like touch where they kiss where he's like seducing her and I love it so much because it's one of those books where it's like both of them are like no 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 I can't think about the other person that way we can't mm -hmm. keep like touching each other because it makes my head go hazy and then they do it <laughs> perfect. I, w I wanted to ask why marry her specifically? Like, uh, she, what, what's the revenge thing in it? So this, the, I, the employer, he, uh, fired the, the, the tycoons, Marcus's mother under like dubious, unclear, very shady circumstances. So he's like trying to, to topple that, to be like on top and crush those people and be like, so you treated my mother this way. Now I get to, to treat you however I want to be. Yeah, and, and he's trying to topple that. And she is very close to that environment as a as a person who is again the the daughter of a government official and it's I I don't like I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to perfectly describe it but he, she's like trying to keep her head cold because obviously she's been used before so her past relationship the guy was very much into it for the money, for the benefits, for the financial benefits, but she found out way too late. So now she's like trying to, to keep her feet on the ground and stuff. But obviously this white man is too hot to handle. <laughs> and he's like, he's also very sweet. Like, I'm not going to lie. He's also very sweet. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, how, how hot are these? <laughs> so... I'd say on a scale of one to 10, I would give it an eight. Oh, that's, that's yeah. cool. That's good. I've yeah. read another Tracy, let's say, book. Uh, what was it called? I think it's around here. Uh, Love on My Mind, which is also like an interracial romance. It was mm -hmm. very hot from what I remember. Uh, the, the protagonist was autistic, I think. And it was really oh. good. I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't remember too much about it, but I know I liked it. <laughs> so I'm not surprised that Tracy wrote another good book, like from what you're telling us. Yeah, it's 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 hot so far, and I appreciate smut in in a book, in a romance book. The smuttier, the better, in my in my opinion. Yeah, I'm excited to try her other stuff, um, unless I come up. I, I come about another one of those like his manness his man card type of stuff then I'm DNFing but I'm excited to try more of her stuff I think that's like a little bit like common of you like not not common in a good way but like I've read a lot of books that to explain like the sex scenes or explain like intimate scenes they're like they're they're manness they're female scent like, whatever. And I'm like, mm. like, 
there's this very popular, very famous romance author who I will not mention. Uh, I've read books from her. I really liked the books. Like they've been really good. But I noticed that when she describes sex scenes, um, let's say the female protagonist, she says like, oh, and his manness, and he had a very distinct male scent. And I'm like, what is that? What is that? What What are you talking about? I yeah, can't, exactly. my brain can't conceptualize this. And why are you talking about this <laughs> in this way? Exactly. So, like, I don't know, maybe it's a habit authors need to like cut out already because we're tired of it. Uh, very. But yeah. Whenever people describe smells, it's always interesting but and I'm like just like I know it's hard because copyright issues and stuff but like I wish it was something more relatable like if somebody told me oh he smelled like Abercrombie I would be like oh I know exactly <laughs> what you mean <laughs> I know exactly what you mean by that and that yeah. is a very, like distinct boy smell like that's what all the boys in my grade wanted to smell like they didn't, but they wanted to. Imagine if they did describe accurately, like, he smelled like Axe body spray and a little <laughs> bit of sweat. And you'd be like, this is disgusting. <laughs> Here's the thing. It always, maybe it's because I don't have a very sensitive nose. So I'm. it's very hard for me to, like, pick out certain scents and smells. So if I smell something that's citrusy I'm like oh yes that's citrusy if I smell something that smells like sweet I'll say it smells sweet and so on and so forth but when I read like a romance book or fanfic or whatever where they describe a scent as being like oak and pepper <laughs> and musky and musk and like that's a combination that I do not know how to pinpoint <laughs> I definitely do not know. Like if I if they if someone says like, oh, he smells like pine trees, I'm gonna imagine he smells like the pine tree hanging on the rear view mirror of a car. <laughs> Dude, I imagine a Christmas tree. I'm like exactly it smells like a Christmas tree, like okay. So you know, when when they go like hyper specific, I I imagine it's someone like my mom who has a very sensitive nose and it's like <laughs> it smells like shit here and I'm like oh I don't smell anything and that's yeah. the type of nose <laughs> like oh this protagonist has a very hypersensitive nose <laughs> yeah, like, yeah bookish descriptions go very like they they go into unnecessary detail sometimes I guess you know to better create the ambiance and better like you know describe things but at the same time my in my brain I'm like what is this like and a distinct sandalwood scent and I'm like what the fuck is sandalwood I've never read I've never smelled sandalwood what the fuck like, is like can't you say like I don't know he smelled so good reminded me maybe like if you could describe smells maybe concepts or something I don't know it's, like you remind me of a rainy day I'd be like huh exactly. a rainy day smells like this so maybe that I get that but but exactly. when you go detailed like Adriana says like it's just kind of I think it confuses me as a reader so much that it takes me out of what I'm reading yes so yeah, yeah. That's why usually when, if I am to describe a smell, I, I'll say like a clean smell, um, which like you can, whatever you associate with clean, that's the word that that's what <laughs> will come up in your brain. Yeah. Um, it's easier that way. Yeah. Because I don't was writing 101 from mapping the tropes they be. <laughs> <laughs> Just little tips, little tips. For your um, romance, or when you're it, when an editor or a reader says, "Oh, you're not describing this with all your senses," and you're like, "I guess I'm missing the scent sense," um, you know, just go a little bit either conceptual or just don't get too specific. It'll 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 mess me up. And for the love of all that is holy, if you say male or female scent, we will snipe 
I mean, nothing. Um, <laughs> what were we saying again? <laughs> let's let's wrap up. <laughs> we should we should end it, of course, with the customary. Would you be in a marriage of convenience? Oh, depends on what the convenience is. Yeah. Okay. Same. So, like, if you had to inherit. 20 million dollars yes yes if it's money yes if it's property yes if it's a company no i don't want a responsibility no no i don't i don't want to (laughs) work yeah exactly i'm thinking maybe like from adri's book like would i marry someone so they could like adopt a child yes that's like a good no of course that it feels like a, a a good cause um and you know i i wouldn't mind raising a child if i didn't have to carry it same um so i i would i would do the marriage of convenience for that um i would say you know i am not financially stable in the same way that garrett song is um but I would do it. Would be down to raise what a about, child with what the about VP the of sexy HR. Times? What about the sexy times, though? I mean, if something sparks, then it'll spark. But I'm not gonna force it. Yeah, same. That's a good diplomatic answer, Ali. That's good. <laughs> exactly. But that's the thing. Like, what if they're bad in bed? Hmm. I can fix him. I can fix him. <laughs> Very uh, resigned. I can fix him. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Marianne? Would you be in a marriage of convenience in the same way as Sunny? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if he's like a hot six foot tall Irish Scottish guy. Uh, yes. Why not? I mean, do I not want a million dollar inheritance and various <laughs> properties across the United States? I think, you know, like, why not? Uh, but yes. And I guess that was it for today. Yeah. It was a fun one. I love the game. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. I imagine Paula loved it, especially because she won. Um, <laughs> no, I did. no, okay. You see, I was gracious enough to accept the roommate risk being mistitled. Wrong. You see? Yeah, <laughs> she no. got it. She got it. Well, you helped her, so I, I did know. help. I did help. I I dug my own demise. <laughs> exactly. Next time, you gotta be selfish, Marianne. You gotta be selfish. Hey. I'm just such a good friend, you see. You're welcome, Paula. <laughs> She's just such a giver. Um, yeah. Very generous. Anyway, Marianne, where can we find you? Uh, nowhere. I don't exist. Okay. Um, Paola. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I am on... I have a blog. It's called bodiguabookworms.wordpress.com. I review most of the titles I get for review, ironically, yes. Um, So yeah, I post, I've been posting lately like about romance books I get from um, NetGalley and such. And you can find me on Twitter at Bookish Boricua. Um, At Bookish Boricua and there from from Twitter, you can just see all of my ramblings. What about you, Adriana? I am at Boricua Reads on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. And you can find all of my information on boricoreads.com. Hire me for sensitivity reads or editing, whatever you want. I am available. Uh, and yeah, that's where you can find me. Paola? And I am at Gerrer, that's G-U-E-R-R-E-R-A-W-R. On Twitter and Instagram, I've been trying to get a lot more on the Instagram 
grind of things. So check me out there. I have a YouTube channel where I interview a lot of authors. And I have Novel Tindi now, which I know I've been talking about, um, but it's finally like kicking into gear. And it's where I talk about indie books and books by uh, small presses, independent pressers, presses, sorry, anything that's not like top 20 publishers should be there or I'm trying to get it there. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I wanted to contribute that um, if you want, if you've seen the graphics from our Instagram, if you've been liking them, Paola has been doing them. So, you know, yeah. you could also hire Paola to do some of, the, some of them for you as well. You know, Paola yes, is a person with many hats, many trades. <laughs> exactly. Hire Paola. Yes, hire all of us. Sponsor the podcast. Yes. Use money. so you know you can contact us on twitter at mapping tropes and instagram at mapping the tropes and uh via email at mapping the tropes at gmail.com if you have any trope ideas or just want to get in touch with us um yeah just share and rate the podcast leave us a review subscribe um we're available almost everywhere we're on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher is that i think that's one of them (laughs) google Podcasts. we are are on the internet just look we are everywhere and so yeah our and our next episode should be out in two weeks where we should have a guest the next episode because it'll be our 20th episode um and i want to think about and the, the trope I chose, which I didn't tell Mariana and Paola, will be historical romances. Oh, oh. fun. I feel like, like I have to watch some Bridgerton to like find <laughs> this. <laughs> It'll be fun. There's It's very broad, which is good, because there's a lot that you can fit into historical romance. Um, so yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening, everyone. This was Mapping the Tropes. Baby! Baby. Woo-woo.